0: Some people like single tenants with high credit ratings. Some people like five tenants because if you want to leave, you still have four. So there's a lot of demand for industrial, for storage, as transportation, it's e-commerce and all that. It's been a very sexy asset class and it, it's at its peak. So everything's still expensive or you're paying uh, high dollars. So that's why there's a lot of contrarians out there, right? People have been buying an office or retail because that's cheap. They buy that when it's cheap and it's going to go up. Or people just want to buy whatever's hot because it's safe, right? Get good right. loan, get good tenants, and you're safe. It just depends what your personality is. Negative things about it is just if it's, somebody leaves, it's going to be pretty hard to fill, right?
1: This is the Naked Truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another No BS episode right now. Welcome to the Naked Truth about real estate investing. I'm your host, Tim Mai, and I have my awesome, handsome co-host, Javier Hinojo, on the line with us. Thank you,
0: Tim. This, is sponsored, this episode is sponsored by the Hero Capital Raising Show. Thank you and we're both handsome because we're <laughs> twins. So
1: <There> <laughs> yes, we are. It, we definitely yes, are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. What's so the subject today, today? What's the subject? Yes, the, topic. the subject today, we're gonna talk about the pros and cons of commercial real estate asset classes. We both of us and the one general knows a lot about multifamily when it comes to commercial real estate, knows a lot about multifamily but not a lot of people know about other type of asset classes like retail shopping centers and office and industrial warehouses and self-storage, all of that good stuff. So we're going to dive into each of that. Javier, let's start with multifamily first. Why do so many people favor multifamily? Like why is it so much more popular than any other ones out there?
0: All right, it's a great point, Tim, great point. So one of the things is you have basic human needs right you need what is it like food and shelter right so it's first food right. and then shelter and now it's like transportation right like i guess yeah, part, cl- clothing thing, is right?
1: next clothing is next but it's yeah, optional true, for I you guess
0: clothing <laughs> yeah it's optional for me for sure it's called the naked truth so you know clothing is <laughs> at the bottom of the list so sorry tim but uh, for, you know you got food and shelter right if you're making food you're always going to be in business you're always going to be in business people got to eat right and then if you have somewhere somebody live you're always going to be in business right now there can be An excess of food, which means the value of your food drops. It can be an excess of places to live, so the values can drop. With the trends and everything, we're still so underbuilt, right across the country, and we got so many people Mm -hmm. moving in that it's keeping up. Just we're always needing a place to stay. So, multifamily is a it's it's a good asset, real estate and residential, all that. It's a great asset because people need somewhere to live, and there've been a lot of uh, people who coach and things like that, and they've been promoting that all over social media and. And so we've got a lot of people involved. And then also the syndication model that started whatever, 10 years ago, I forget when it started, was able to bring the ordinary people to own some of these apartment buildings. And it was very sexy, right? Like apartment buildings is very sexy. It's like you, Tim, you're like, you're super cut, man. Like I've seen you without a shirt, your muscles are just bulging out, man. I'm like, (laughs) what? Damn, look at that six pack, is that an eight pack? So that's like multifamily, man. It's sexy, right? You go to the beach, and then you take off his shirt and you're like, oh my goodness, sexy. That's so sexy. And then like me, I work on my legs. I got, I work on my legs. I got big thighs, whatever. But if you're buying industrial property, that's not sexy. What is that? It's like me going to the beach and taking off my, my, my shorts and my speedo, take out my legs. Nobody cares. <laughs> I got chicken legs, right? Like you got big buff up chicken legs at the bottom and, and no, nobody really cares because it's not sexy. So that one of the things it's people need it. It's multifamily. And number two is just very sexy It's been pushed for the last 10 years and there's great loans for it. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. That's why it's, it's very popular. It's made some great returns as well. So it's, it's a good asset class for sure. Right. Very heavy, intense in the management. I can tell you that.
1: That's a con yeah. right there. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Yes. Negative.
0: Good and bad. The bad I would say is if you have a hundred unit apartment building, you got three to five every month that are moving out, moving in, not renewing, or three to five that are late, or you always have somebody in collections, somebody you're evicting somebody's not renewing, and then you're always quick, you're turning the units, $2,500, paint, carpet, whatever you're doing, or flooring, costs you $1,500, $2,500 every time you turn a unit. So that's also a negative. You got to have enough cash flows. If you have a small town and one of the biggest employers goes bust, sales moves, then you can lose a lot of tenants. It's got its pros and cons. If you're buying great cities that are growing, you're going to pay more, but you're going to be more stable. You're buying in Dallas, even if you're buying in a down market or, or inflation market, if you have enough money, you don't run out of money, you're going to do fine because that city is booming. It's people moving there from all over. There's different strategies on multifamily, buy super cheap in a small market, buy a lot higher, make less returns potentially, but you're in a good market, but it's safer, right? You got your risk, your reward, right. what fits your personality, right? What fits your right. personality?
1: So you mentioned about industrial being not as sexy. But it is a, a, an asset class that's performing really right now and has been in the last uh, few years, especially. So share with us about industrial. What's, what's the pros and cons about industrial that, that you see?
0: Okay. So if you look at industrial property, you have also various different kinds, right? You have your lighting storage industrial, you have heavy industrial, you have manufacturing. So different people, different groups out there buy different things. Like I know groups that only buy manufacturing right? And these don't buy $20 million properties. And I have a friend of mine who's in, in one of the, it's, he's got uh, CFO, I believe. He does some type of a CFO role in one of the biggest REITs in, for industrial in the country. And they buy this stupid stuff like $50 million, $100 million. And, and they buy stuff around it just to show their client that they're serious about that place. And even if they don't make money mm-hmm. in the other stuff, everybody has a buy box, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Like they have this big customer and they're like, Hey, there's these other there's others other uh, warehouses. We're gonna buy them all to show you that we're committed to your site, and we're gonna keep whatever it is. I don't know what that means, but it's pretty <laughs> cool. And, and but it, just in general, if you're gonna buy like something that's a manufacturing plant or places that, that, that process chickens, and they move out, it's really hard to get a new tenant to fill that in because right. Right? unless you revamp the whole thing. So if you're buying some light industrial like warehouse where you can come in and you buy. 10,000 square feet, 50,000 square feet, and you can cut them up in bays of 5,000 yep. and do a flex space. You can make money yep. doing that. Because you also have flex spaces like a garage in the back, small office in the front. That's pretty uh, popular. If you're going to buy an industrial war- uh, warehouse, if it's 100,000 square feet, maybe you have five tenants. Some people like single tenants with high credit ratings. Some people like five tenants because if you want to leave, you still have four. So, is There's a lot of demand for industrial, for storage, as transportation. It's E-commerce and all that, it's been a very sexy asset class and it, it's at its peak. So everything's still expensive or you're paying uh, high dollars. So that's why there's a lot of contrarians out there, right? People have been buying an office or retail because that's cheap. They buy that when it's cheap and it's going to go up. Or people just want to buy whatever's hot because it's safe, right? Get good right. loan, get good tenants and you're safe. It just depends what your personality is. Negative things about it is just if it's somebody leaves, it's going to be pretty hard to fill, right? Not many people can fill 100,000 square feet if it's only one tenant. So uh, it's you can that could be your model. Your model can be five tenants minimum. One leaves, it's not a big deal. Next one comes in. And uh, it can be pretty expensive on trying to set up a new place for a new tenant. It's good. It's a hot market. It depends right. where you are. Some parts of the country have a lot of vacancy, so maybe that's the best. But some parts of the country, right. it's good you know, around taxes in large cities, right? They, they're women. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and if you're in a place where like Amazon needs a big storage, even you can uh, you know divide that up. But one of the cool thing about industrial in general and a lot of commercial that are not geared toward the, the residential homeowners type people is that you're dealing with business owners and a lot of these businesses they they have to work hard to survive right to for the business to survive and so they make much better tenants because they're very dependent on that on that building to do their business so that it's in terms of like management intensive compared to the residential you're dealing with less tenants higher quality tenants uh typically because they're business owners yep. yeah and but yeah like Javier said there's a lot of different types of industrials so let's let's move on to talk about self-storage And what are the pros and cons on the self-storage side?
0: Awesome. So self-storage is, I believe, is still the lowest, has the lowest default rate of any commercial asset class, right? Even in 2018, 19. For some reason, Americans like to store their shit. They got $100 worth of crap and they'll pay $75 a month for 10 years. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand.
1: So as human being, we have two major... Motivations that Tony Robbins talks about: fear of loss, and the other one was something about gain, right? Want to gain? So fear of loss is a it's a really huge, big human driving factor. And so I think letting go of these things is that fear of loss. Oh, but I might use it. I might yeah. need it next soon or whatever. But I, yeah, I moved in my house. I'm, look, I moved
0: in my house two years ago, and there's some boxes in my garage we have never opened. I tell my wife, honey, just grab the box give it away, throw it in the trash. If we have not opened it in two years, we don't need it. Like we don't need it. We have not, we have zero it. <laughs> but anyways, I like self-storage. I have a self-storage facility and it's probably the easiest call that we have every bi-week on the management side it's a seven minute call. And the first mm. two or three minutes, we're waiting for everybody to get on the call and <laughs> how their collections. Okay. 95%. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. Great. How many spots we got left? I were like 3% vacant. Okay. Mm. We got it. Okay, great. Thanks. That's it. Like it's the wow. easiest thing. Like it's, It's the easiest thing. It's awesome, and and we definitely I definitely like self storage. If somebody doesn't pay, you lock them out. You can everything's automated, right? They get a text message, hey, you got a week to pay, two weeks to pay. They get a letter, and after thirty days, depends on your state, you can lock them out, and they got to pay you even more. You unlock it and get their stuff out. They don't get their stuff out. You put it in auction, and then you make your money back, whatever fees they owe you, and everything else goes to whoever. You can't keep some of the money. You can't buy the stuff yourself. There's certain rules you can't do. But I, I like self storage right Negative part about self storage is nothing stops stopping from somebody to building one across the street yeah and then dropping the prices half until they lease up, things like that. So that can be a negative right What's, is there a bubble a lot of folks saying there's a bubble on self storage? Yeah, there might be a bubble in self storage, but where are you buying right? Maybe just go focus on somewhere that there's no bubble right maybe there's just a huge need and be the first one there. be okay. the first one there, get in there at a cheaper price, cash flow and maybe sell your sell yours, right? So I like self-storage. I think it's my... I think I would say it's my favorite. My second favorite would be retail. We should actually do this in a two-part... Two parts. Oh, uh, let's do it. Let, um, yeah. So, we can, right? We, we let, can, let, no, we'll finish a talk on, we'll on self-storage and then on the next episode, perfect. we'll talk office, land, and retail.
1: Perfect. Perfect. So let's do that. We'll talk All about right. Time.
0: But anyway, what questions do you have? Do you have any more questions on self-storage? Or-
1: no, no, that's it. Let, let's wrap up. No, yeah. Like you said, the only... Negative factor of self storage is that yeah, like someone else can open up. I I was looking at a self storage in a uh, uh, small city, fairly small, south of Houston here, and it's it's near the porch near the uh, Gulf of Mexico, and but yeah, there's tons of uh, self storage in that little area. Apparently, there's a lot of people that go there and stuff. But still, yeah, it's oh, uh, here the one that I was looking at, it's. It's a much older facility. And so it would need a lot, a lot more capex to to even compete with the ones that are there. And what yeah, we have to look at what is the absorption rate. Can't like would this thing even filled up, you know, based on all of our competition. That so that is a, a big yeah. one. Talk about, yeah. So let's let's wrap it up around self-storage and then we'll go the second part on retail and other. We, there's a lot more other asset classes out. Yeah, there. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah,
0: like we have mobile home parks. Like I pretty much own every single asset class, except for hotels. I
1: don't think I own a hotel. Okay. I own, oh, I we need a, else. Yeah. We so. need to buy. We need to buy the next one for you. <laughs> yeah. Hotels, right? All right. Yes. All right. Awesome. All right, Javier. Let's uh, wrap us up. Yeah.
0: So, hey guys, thanks for listening. My name's Javier Dinojo, your co-host, along with Timai. Don't lose your shirt.
1: See ya. This has been the Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.